Welcome to episode one of Content Corner. I'm your host, Khadija, and today's episode, we're going to start with the basics. Just going to be covering what is content marketing. So I don't think there's one specific answer to this question of what content marketing is, um, but I definitely have my take on what it is, having been in the field for a few years now. And I also have a few takes and suggestions um, on the canonized definition, I guess we could say, that the Oxford Languages puts out. So let's start there. According to Oxford Languages, content marketing is a type of marketing that involves the creation and sharing of online material. For instance, videos, blogs, and social media posts. But these online materials do not explicitly promote a brand, but the material is intended to stimulate interest in the brand's products or services. So there's a lot to say about this definition, and I just wanted to give everyone listening a moment to take in what it is. I will repeat it again, actually. Um, So content marketing is a type of marketing that involves the creation and sharing of online material for example, videos, blogs, and social media posts, that does not explicitly promote a brand, but is intended to stimulate interest in its products or services. So when I first read this definition, I had a few thoughts right off the top of my head. So the first one was the bucket of putting videos, blogs, and social media underneath content marketing, when most of us, I think, know that doing social media in particular should be its own role and i've been in content marketing roles that include social media management and i think it's accelerated my disdain for social media of course i use it i don't think anybody is completely off social media if you have a linkedin profile that counts (laughs) um but it's definitely caused me to think two or three times about how I want to interact with it, how much I want to share on social media, you know, how much time I want to spend there, how much value it's creating for me, all of those kinds of things. And I think it's because of the fact that I had to do social media for work, even though I was not at all interested in running social media accounts. And it just kind of made me resent it a little bit, to be honest. Um, And when I was interviewing this last time around, so over the summer, you know, when I asked about the job duties, I... You know, I want to know how much is social media falling into this? Will I have to run social media accounts? And everyone that I decided to continue the conversation with, you know, social media wasn't a requirement. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with it. Like, I definitely think that it's important to building brand presence, you know, your brand voice, all that kind of stuff. And it's a great way to interact with your audience as well, if that's where they choose to play is on social media but the thing about that is that you know it doesn't for me anyways it's no longer fun when you're on social media for work and then you know you have your own personal social media accounts and personal brand to attend to so for me it was just important to be able to keep that balance and access social media as i felt um so i'm happy to report that i'm a content marketing manager that does not do any social media i definitely give my input on briefs for images for social media if i've written a blog for work 
you know, I pull some good quotes and, you know, let the design team run with it. Let the social media team run with actually promoting that content. Um, but I don't manage any social calendars. I don't write social copy. I might come in, you know, for edits or, you know, if our social media manager, if she, you know, wants my two cents or just wants to bounce an idea off me, that's totally fine. But I still think that based on my experience, that social media management and, you know, creating social media content should not fall underneath content marketing. It's an entirely different approach in terms of promotion, in terms of um, creation, all of that kind of stuff, than creating more long form, um, I guess, more permanent content in the sense that usually when you write one piece of content, for example, if I do a blog, usually it gets repurposed into something else. Like maybe it does get chunked down for social media. Maybe it becomes a precursor to an event series. Maybe it becomes a precursor to a larger case study. So I don't think that um, they should be handled the same way or necessarily by the same people. So that was my first take on that. Second thing, videos. This was obviously very vague in the definition. It didn't say um, you know, video scripting in particular, I think that's fine to fall under, um, content marketing because usually, or at least in my experience anyway, video content has stemmed from some other content I've already created. And as the content marketer, I'm already quite close to it. So it's easy to kind of, you know, pull out those important points for a shorter video, maybe a promotional video, maybe it's product related, whatever the case is. So, you know, in terms of video scripting, I think it's appropriate, but in terms of production, editing, all that kind of stuff, I think that should be left to the experts. As I've learned over the years, it's a very complex process. When I was first entering into tech, I actually worked at a MarTech company that had um, video software, um, but it was software for marketers in the sense that if you had video content, you could you know, see the analytics behind that content, how it's performing, maybe what to change about it. Maybe you put out a different version of that video that's shorter that, you know, the part that people are dropping off at, use those insights, make the content better. Or, you know, um, I was also starring in videos, but also helping with scripting videos. Um, we had like a little sales corner type of thing series that we put out and I helped with scripting for that. And like I said, I think that's appropriate for content marketing. And then they also had a sales tool for salespeople that, you know, they could do some cold outreach, but, you know, put a face to the name, you know, I thought that was really compelling as well. So that definition, like I said, is not specific enough, but I think, you know, video scripting is completely fine for a content marketer to handle. Blogs, I think it's obvious. I feel like over the years, um, people think that's the bulk of the job. And most of the time it is like writing blog posts, but there's so much that goes into that. Um, you know, planning out the content calendar, planning out the themes that you're going to be discussing, you know, deciding what audience you're trying to aim the content towards, you know, is it evergreen content? Is it summary content for an event or a webinar or to a case study? There's so many different forms that a blog can take on and they can be longer form. I've certainly done some big boys <laughs> in my time, um, but they can be shorter as well. So it just depends um, what sort of voice you're going for um, and what sort of content your audience is willing to consume or what you've seen that they are consuming and you find that out by the data right if your posts are longer and you find that people are dropping off at a certain point that might be a sign that either the content isn't resonating or the content is too lengthy for the audience 
that you're trying to serve this content to. And, you know, you want to keep them coming back. You want them to stay on your website. You want them to really consume more content. So you want to give them a good length that they're comfortable with so that they keep interacting. Aside from blog posts, I mean, obviously they couldn't cover every type of content marketing in this definition, but I think one that is often left out um, is case studies. And I find that this happens because every organization is different in terms of who handles this. Sometimes, you know, it's salespeople, you know, once they have the buyer, you have that new customer, you know, they pitch them as part of the process. Okay, you know, would you be willing to agree to a case study? for example, right? So maybe it's sales that handles that relationship. Sometimes it's post-sales folks, so customer success folks that are teeing up the marketing team, specifically content marketing usually, to you know have these conversations and get these customer stories written down. So it's a job I think that mostly falls on content marketing to essentially make the story compelling and you know make sure all the points that are necessary are checked off. Um, but it's definitely the type of content that I think requires a lot of team players more often than not. And I think that if you're a content marketer or hoping to become a content marketer, it's a really good idea to show interest in being cross-functional and, you know, being willing to have those conversations with customers, you know, really hear from them firsthand. I always advocated for myself to be in those conversations, you know, sitting with customers hearing why they chose us, you know, how they've seen success, any difficulties that they've seen as well, and what they're hoping to do and why they chose to buy with us in the first place, right? So not even why us as in why they looked at our brand or what problem they're trying to solve, but like what keeps them coming back, what keeps them with us, and what are they hoping to do going forward? So be ready to ask those questions, be ready to be in those conversations. Sometimes you might have to, you know, listen to some calls retroactively and know kind of discern the story from there but as much as possible my advice is definitely to get on the phone with customers directly get on video calls have that face-to-face conversation with them and really understand where they're coming from as a person that is making use of your products or services and not just seeing them as that giant logo that you need to put out content for so the second part of this definition not explicitly promoting a brand, but intending to stimulate interest. I thought this was super compelling because I've seen, you know, most brands I think are inherently promoting themselves. I don't think that I've really seen, I don't think I've really seen any content marketing that doesn't directly promote the brand that it's coming from. We've all seen that versus content um, you know, maybe it's your brand versus another brand in the space and, you know, you go about why it's better. I would say that's explicit, but I would also say that is, you know, something that's typically created by content marketing teams. Um, so I thought it was something to think about further in terms of how to not promote your brand, but rather to simulate interest. I don't really know that I have that figured out. I didn't know I had to. I didn't know that it was you know, technically incorrect to be promoting the brand or the company or the service that I'm representing at any given time. But I do think that this definition has room for improvement and room for disagreement because I think that your brand has its own voice and its own tone and that 
is at the center of any content that you're putting out there, or at least it should be. So, you know, if your brand is very formal, everything that you create should have a formal tone to it, formal voice to it. And that's what your audience expects. Likewise, if you're more playful, make sure that comes across in all brand materials, content and beyond. And I think that if you're injecting your brand voice into content, and as you should, because it is at the center of content, then there's no way you can go about not explicitly promoting your brand because that's what your brand is known for. It's known for sounding a certain way. It's known for delivering a certain type of message and setting certain expectations. And brand voice feeds into things like what you're going to be talking about in your content across the board. It also feeds into who you'll be talking to. So, you know, you're meeting your audience where they're at. You're giving them what they like and what keeps them coming back, what's sticky to them, right? And then also the brand voice feeds into the outcome you're hoping for. So depending on what you're creating and how you're talking about this thing that you're creating in terms of content, you know, the outcome is always going to be different. Usually you want the person consuming the content you're creating to take some sort of form of an action, right? So whether it be requesting a demo or whether it be downloading another piece of content, whether it be attending an event that you're planning, you know, everything comes from the way that you're addressing your audience with the voice that you have and the you being your brand. So this has been kind of a ramble and I guess kind of my free-flowing thoughts on what content marketing is. Um, But at the end of this, like I really do feel that content marketing isn't how it's defined. I find that, sure, it is the creation and sharing of online material, usually written material, but as I've said, of course, you can go into videos. And even though the script is, you know, a written piece of material, it still has a visual outcome. So I wouldn't say that it's exclusively written, right? But I don't think that it's a way to avoid promoting your brand, your product, or your service. I think that's why it's been created in the first place. I don't think that a brand can succeed without having a strong sense of its voice and tone and also understanding what the story is that you're trying to tell. So I recently read um, All Marketers Are Storytellers, which was formerly called All Marketers Are Liars. Um, This is one book by Seth Godin, who's probably one of the greatest marketers ever, really. Uh, Just the way that he breaks down concepts, but that's a whole other conversation. Um, But this book was, you know, talking about the importance of story and, you know, creating that story and why it's important to your brand and how it differentiates you, even if it's something that seems insignificant. And having a very clear story that's consistently told is what will set your brand apart. You know, it's what people buy into the story. Like I always say, if there's something that I purchase or maybe I was thinking about for a long time, or, you know, there's several products or services that are similar to each other. As a marketer, I think I have to look at it from the lens of what their story is. You know, um, at my last job, my one coworker, she was still in school and she was writing a thesis about 
um, you know, brands and, you know, how brands get our loyalty and things like that. And, you know, what makes us necessarily purchase something from one brand versus completely avoiding another. And at the end of that, the crux of it was it all came down to the story. So, for example, one brand that was discussed was Patagonia. And it's, you know, it's a brand I certainly believe in. Um, I think they make really good quality stuff, but also their story is super compelling and they have a mission around sustainability and fairness and the environment and all these different components that resonate with me personally. And that's how you set yourself apart. You might have seven other major competitors in your specific niche, but once you set yourself apart, you have a clear story that you're confident in telling and it comes across every single time, that's what's going to get you a larger audience. That's what's going to build up your customer base. That's what's going to keep people staying with you. So at the end of it all, I don't think you can leave your brand out of it. When it comes to content marketing, you have to be able to know where your story is, tell your brand story, build up your brand's identity through that story. And then that's when you'll see growth. Keeping that consistency, keeping that flow of a narrative, and not wavering from it, but rather expanding on it or branching out with it into different areas. So long story short, I think that content marketing is creating a story, a baseline story for your brand product or service that you disseminate through the creation of and sharing of online materials like blogs, like videos, like case studies, all the things that we've talked about, but brand can't be separate from it. And that's my take. So I would love to hear in the comments, interact with me on Twitter. Love to know what your thoughts are on this. If you agree, if you disagree, um, if there's something you're hoping to add to the definition, I'd love to hear what content marketing is to you. And I look forward to next week's episode.